Hello, you're listening to the Leadership Woman podcast with me, Jill Savile. And my guest today, I am so excited to have this man on my show, and I was particularly grateful when he said yes, is Mr. Ed DaCosta. He's executive coach, leadership speaker, uh, and trainer. And I know him, of course, from the John Maxwell team, where he was one of the faculty members, and he did our sales training. So, of course, one of his questions when we were just having a chat was, what's the point of your podcast, Jill? (laughs) Who's the audience? And all these tough questions. So um, I'm sure he'll be talking more about that later. But welcome, Ed. Well, Jill, it's a delight to be on the podcast with you today. And I'm looking forward to an excellent conversation that, once again, hopefully meets the needs that you have, as well as uh, the folks that are listening. Thank you. And I explained that um, what this is really is the unfolding of a story and how Ed DaCosta became Ed DaCosta. So so where were you born? Some people may have guessed from the accent. Okay, so the the accent is a quite famous accent here in the United States. And I have worked actually very hard or diligently to minimize it because it is so recognizable. I was born in South Boston, Massachusetts, and I now live in West Virginia. So the the things people would maybe know about South Boston is if you saw the movie, The Departed or Goodwill Hunting, there have been many movies written that are located in South Boston because it is an infamous or notorious area uh, that was known for the Irish Mafia and a a man named Whitey Bulger, who I did not know, but I did play baseball and hockey with a few of his nephews uh, back in the day. And the the thing that people would know about West Virginia is that John Denver wrote a song called uh, Country Roads, which has almost heaven, West Virginia. And I can tell you, as someone who's lived here a long time, it is almost heaven. And I'm delighted to have raised a family here and to be here with my wife. Wonderful. So we've, we're now in East Virginia. So let's go back to Boston. It's not, it's West Virginia. Oh, okay. It's people here. I am not a native West Virginian, but if you, if you say something that somehow confuses Virginia with West Virginia, Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll cut that bit out. So, so you know, (laughs) You know, in West Virginia, but you started up in Boston. Yes. Give me, give me a sense of you growing up and the people around you. Sure. So I grew up in, in what we call here a blue collar uh, environment, uh, not a wealthy family whatsoever, but didn't know it. I mean, you probably heard that from other folks, but we didn't know what we didn't have because we were surrounded by people who, who didn't have it either. It wasn't like we were jealous of the, the people next door because they lived the same way we lived. And we played a lot outside. Uh, we we're very, I've always been a very active person and hyperactive, some would say. 
and so I have uh, two younger brothers, no sisters. So we grew up uh, kind of in a rough and tumble way. A father who was a military man, uh, very serious, but fun, but but disciplined and wanted us to do our schoolwork, for example, before we got to play, which was uncommon in our neighborhood. And so we got, in retrospect, uh, Jill, this sense that we were meant for more. Now, you know, at seven or eight or nine years old, you're not necessarily thinking along those lines, but we knew, okay, we have to do our homework, okay? <laughs> and we have to do well in our, in our tests or we get into trouble. And so all three of us, we did very well in school and the teachers liked us because we had a mom and dad at home and we, we were expected to do our work. And, and so I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was in the fourth grade and a teacher told me that I was smart. And I thought, okay, I'm smart. She says, no, no, you're smart. And I've talked to your mother and I'm going to give you more work. <laughs> and I thought, okay, wait a minute. If I'm smart, give me less work. Give me, don't give me more work. <laughs> but again, this is from a child's perspective. Yeah. And of course, you know, I remember speaking to my mother and she said, you know, She's going to give you more work, which means you have to do more work. And I just, just started doing more work. And, and then I, I became more advanced in my understanding and, and was accepted into a, uh, a very prestigious school from seventh through the ninth grade through high school. And that, again, it changed my life. Without that fourth grade teacher telling me that I was smart and getting permission from my parents to give me more work, I doubt I would ever been admitted to the Boston Latin School, which surrounded me with other kids, other children who were smart. Hmm. Everyone did their homework. Everyone worked hard. There were a few exceptions, but not many. It no. wasn't your typical high school in America experience where there's this normal distribution, you know, from high, high level performance to low, low level performance. There was a normal distribution, but it was centered around high achievement. Yes. yes. So. An environment is so important, isn't it? I'm sure clearly, we'll, we'll and, probably and mention it, that later. And yes. you said something that we were meant for more. Uh, that's quite an amazing thought for a child. Well, it's, I, I, I want to be very clear. At no point during my childhood did I ever have a conscious thought that said, hmm, I am meant for more. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm speaking now to you as a father of three adult children and a grandfather who's had the benefit of a lot of reflection upon, I mean, it's the most natural thing in the world when you become a parent and you realize, oh my God, we have this baby, you know, what do we do? And you, you start to rely upon your parents' upbringing of you, which is again, the most natural thing in the world. 
and you start to, at that moment, immediately respect your parents and what they did for you so much more than you ever, I mean, just totally, for most people, take them for granted. Yes. That they're more rule givers and, and disciplinarians than anything else and not lovers and care providers and nurturers. And so it dawned on me, I don't remember when, but no, no, that when our parents, my parents, my brother's parents, when they made us do our homework and other kids said, well, you know, how come you weren't out? Where were you? I said, well, I was, I was doing my homework. Mm. And I remember kids thinking, wow, yeah, I haven't done my homework yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. I don't know when you're going to do your homework, but we were expected to do that. And because of that requirement, that had like a domino effect on so many other aspects of our life. We're able to perform better. It's so self-evident to an adult, to yeah. a mature an adult. But as a child, you have to get it through their head that no, 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 you you have to respect your teachers. And so when you do your homework, you are in a way respecting your teachers. Yes. And you said the word there about expect expectations Absolutely. i mean on the one hand some people have grown up and they say I, I was the first child and of course so much was expected of me but it's much worse in my mind if you grow up and nothing is expected of you it, it is a shame it is a shame and, and again i am an adjunct professor at, at a university and i and i teach young people that are in their early 20s many of whom will tell me they didn't do the assignment. Like, I don't understand. How could you not do the assignment? Well, I was busy. Well, you were busy. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, you're not going to get credit for the assignment. But, but, no buts. <laughs> you didn't do the assignment. <laughs> and so you won't get credit for something you didn't do. And it's, apparently shocking revelation. <laughs> you know, okay. Well, you got a lot of catching up to do because I think I learned that at five or six years old. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah. And in fact, um, there's a group of people that came together during COVID, um, sure. younger people in the 20s and 30s that I had the pleasure to work with. And uh, one of the things that I kept telling them about is plan the work and work the plan. Oh, yes. Which, of course, came from Ed DeCosta. And so I have mentioned that, and they will be thrilled to be listening to you uh, sure. directly. But I keep saying, you know, plan the work and work the plan. And this is what you're, you're talking about there. So, yes. yeah, I mean, yes, you heard it from me, for sure. It did not come from me. No. It, I passed it on from Jim Rohn and Stephen Covey and David Allen and so many other, John Maxwell, of course, so many other people that have just talked about how important it is to be prepared for what it is you're about to do. And so I you know, I'm an engineer. I love symmetry and organization and structure. Uh -huh. And so 
it dawned on me one day as an adult that if you took three words that just says plan the work and then you flip them, it turned into work the plan. Plan the work, work the plan. Plan the work, work the plan. Huh. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody put it quite that way. And so eh, that's mine from now on, you know. And it's quite lovely how you've just talked about all those people who came before. And of course, John Maxwell talks about we're standing on the shoulders of others. So you taught it to me. I'm now teaching it to the next one. Absolutely. And how wonderful that is. And to those of you that are listening, if you heard it from Jill, guess what? That comes from Jill. (laughs) But don't, you know, share it. Share it with others. Yes. Share it with others when the time is appropriate. Yes. Yes. Be a river, not a reservoir. There's so many things that are drilled into you in the, in the job Isn't it the truth? Oh, wow. I knew that you would come on and you would make this tough. Because I thought, he, he's going to ask me all kinds of sales questions. Oh, I'm not going to ask you all. That was my one question. I hope it's not that difficult. <laughs>